Check my inbox and what do I see? Just another day, another T-R-A-D-E I'm an addict And I need it in my veins, I'm an addict Otherwise I feel plain now Every day I wake up, people got a problem Making all these trades up, got me saying got em But I've been paid up, I even started from the bottom See I don't wait up, I ain't even playing possum So what it cost them, just a couple of firsts Can't believe that it worked, not to say I'm a jerk But I'm an addict, it's what I said in the first You can curse all you want, you can pray in your church But I'ma keep tapping return, I win up I learn I ain't trying to burn any bridges I yearn For the feeling I earn, I'ma win it's a turn You had a cheek before I drop you like the beat I'm an addict, and I'm not really ashamed I'm an addict, I'm a climber with the brain I'm an addict, and the pot is what I'm playing I'm an addict, Russ and Rocky Another names, trade addicts pie Let's go I am Dynasty Outhouse, and I have a trading problem. I'm Nubs, and I also have a trading problem. Hey, everybody, and welcome to session 296 of the Trade Addicts Podcast, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network, the DAP Network, if you will, and throw it up there, Nubs, because Rocky ain't here yet. Thank you. We just did. Rocky is going to be here this week. He's on his way. I just got bored of waiting for him, so we're we're starting anyway. Um, it's... It's finals week, and I I didn't have a great week. I'm just going to throw that out there. So this is going to be a very sad podcast for me. Um, but how about you? H- how'd you do? How was your how was your how was your how was your semifinals week? I had eight semifinals. I advanced five, but even in the quarterfinals, including the quarterfinals, I lost three number one seeds and a number two seed. So I, my best teams didn't make it, which is kind of nutty. So I'm excited about the finals, but we'll see how many titles I actually take home. I'm probably going to be dogs in some of them. And then at best, uh, like close up, head to head tied in, uh, in points on the other ones. I mean, that's all you can really ask for, right, is to get mm-hmm. there. Um, I'm sitting here counting how many I was in. Six, seven, eight. Yeah, I was nine i was in nine semifinals i'm moving on in one two three four four two of them first of all i lost in every trade addicts league but one uh because it's just against the rules for me to win them i've won one (laughs) in all of the years we've had multiple leagues i've won one of them once um but i'm I'm gonna go nuts i'm going all in one of my one of the trades is uh well, it was Rocky and me, um, but oh man! So I want to put a ban on Saturday football because I was just busy as shit. I did not remember there was football, and I had Keenan Allen on two of my lineups because I had a bye last week, and both, both, I would have won had I started the person I was going to start. So rough. And the worst part is one of the dudes that beat me is in the group chat, like bragging. I'm just like, you're like in my head. I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to put this in the chat. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, you're that cornerback who celebrates, celebrates the incompletion because the wide receiver fell. Yeah. I'm like, exactly. no, you didn't win. I lost. I, gotta and be I, honest. I deserve, I deserve the shame I feel in myself, but the I, dance uh, is unnecessary. I have the same feeling about Scott Fish. I was in the Scott Fish Bowl and oh, forgot for, forgot about the uh, the Germany game between the Colts and the the Patriots, and mm-hmm. 
I had to fill in a bunch of bye weeks the week prior with Patriot players. Yep. And woke up to set my lineup to the Patriots in the second quarter. And Mac Jones end up ending up missing Hunter Henry late in the game, which really would have helped me a little bit. And I missed Scott Fishbowl by like 15 points. And had I subbed in the players I was going to play, it was a difference of 73. Oh, oof. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> oof, that's a difference. Yeah, I got knocked out this week. I, I mean, there, I wasn't making the final 50 anyway, mm-hmm. but my team's like, look, we're not going to make you even feel bad about this, how badly we're going to do this week. There was no chance that you were – I mean, I had Devontae Adams on my team. Uh, Travis Etienne, who is nothing if he doesn't score two touchdowns. But, you know – we, we, we'll, I mean, we're going to talk about trades. We're going to talk about injuries. We'll talk about that plenty. But let, let's let's take a step backwards. Why don't you tell everyone who you are, what you do, and where they could find what you do? Yeah, I'm Nubs. First name's Tim. My, you can call me Timmy. Um, I'm with JWB uh, Fancy Football, JWB underscore FF. We got a pinned tweet that you can find all of our work and all the all the representatives of our team. We do great stuff. Um, we have people that are competing week to week in the, the rankings challenge over at fancy pros running deep in Scott fishbowl. And we run everything from uh, best ball seasonal dynasty talking about rookies, super fun where we're, where we're at. We're just under 2,500 subscribers on YouTube. So we're definitely trying to push that to get to that goal before the end of the season. Um, and also can vouch everyone at JWB is just freaking awesome. Big fan of everyone there. And shout out the Discord, where I think we're just under 500 members, and they are so awesome. We just finished up our subscriber leagues. My number one seed got knocked out in the in the in the semis. That was one of those ones. So we have we're gonna have a new champion that's not a JWB member this year for the first time. You gotta let them win every once in a while, just so they, just so they stick around a little more. You, if you always win, they're just like, oh, these guys. Yeah, Vice must be paying off too, because we have we hold three leagues, and all three leagues are listeners winning the their leagues woot woot i believe is, is what i would say right there because <laughs> i just did all right so let's get to our little interviewee part mm-hmm. as rocky finally strolls into the into the chat hey rock how's it going hi is that a turtle show going on or something yeah we started already i didn't feel like waiting for you okay all right well i was just getting to the interview part so you don't get to talk now anyway um <laughs> so nubs how long have you been playing fantasy football Oh, I got it. It's over a decade. I would probably say 15, 12 to 15 years. Yeah. Um, I think it's on that long like side. Hear it, even though us old men could add a decade or two to that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like it. Um, how long have you been playing Dynasty for? I want to say about seven. Nice. Even though, yeah, he's still been in there for a long time. Yes. And everyone, it, like, Rocky has facial hair, everybody. I know patreon.com <laughs> slash trade addicts pod. You would see that Ro- Rocky is normally very clean shaven, but. He's he's got most of a beard growing in. He always ratty facial hair, but it's there. This is it's, like about as thick as I can get it. You look post pubescent boy it, rock. It's, it's, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> it's very bad. Like you're you're on your way to college. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm growing up, Russ. He's ready for all those one on one classes. Yes, in, right in front of all of our eyes. Uh, so, <laughs> what are some of the best and worst trades you've made in your seven years of dynasty? So I can't remember what I got back, but it was the year Andrew Luck retired. I traded a rookie, Terry McLaurin, and an Aaron Rodgers to the team that lost Andrew Luck. And I know my return was pretty poor. But I didn't even know about the news because I was out at a Brewer game. And 
at brewer games you do a little bit of consuming of alcohol and i mean by a little bit it's probably a lot so even if i knew there was news i probably couldn't have changed it <laughs> and then i would actually say i was talking about this in the in the group chat today uh i would put this in as one of my worst trades i'm competing for a title this year so i have a black hole at tight end because mark andrews got hurt and then mm-hmm. everybody else i put put in or trade for gets hurt hunter henry everyone so I traded. Wait, is four... Hawk your fault? No, no. <laughs> Just I actually, okay. I actually have no Hawk, but I may, I may actually be responsible for Diggs because I think I traded for Diggs around week ten, and that's when he kind of has suffered and been like wide receiver fifty five over that span. I hate you so much. <laughs> I, I apologize. I usually tell everyone when I make trades so like that. <laughs> but uh, I traded Aaron Rodgers for Mooney and Waller, and Waller didn't score any points to the last the last drive of the game. So I'm worried that he's not going to do anything in the final for me because I ended up winning that matchup and I'm not going to have Aaron Rodgers next year. But, you know, we, we have to go for titles. That's what you, you you're got, talking you got about. It. It's the most important thing. Yeah, that's I, that's why we play the game. Uh, that's a lie. That's half why I play the game. It's really funny. I can't remember where it was anymore. Like if it was on the grind or if, I think it was on the grind. Someone asked the question, oh, DLF YouTube channel every Wednesday night, Peter Howard, me, Zachary, go live. Someone asked, like, what what do you prefer? Do you prefer rebuilding or competing? And I'm like, I feel like the answer is supposed to be competing because, of course, Peter and Zach right away said competing. I'm like, I think that's why I joined so many leagues because chances are I'm good enough that I can win one or two leagues a year and that will bankroll all the rebuilds I have fun doing. (laughs) (laughs) So like, yeah, winning is mostly the point, but you got it for some of the leagues, for some of the leagues I'll I'll stick with. Um, What is the guiding principle? What? Rebuilding's fun though. I mean, like I'm, I I follow the McDowell kind of case where it's like the productive struggle because I think a lot of the times in startups, players are really confident about how all the players they draft are going to do. And even if they're, let's say 50 to 60% right, they're still 40 to 50% wrong. And it's a lot more fun when you have their picks when they're 40 to 50% wrong. And then you can build after that. Yep. Yeah. That's me. I'm that guy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So what is, what is the guiding principle you take with you, whether you're offering or evaluating a trade? I think framing is important. So understanding both the market that you're working within as well as like your personal values of players. Like, let's say for example, you don't like, you don't like Jamar chase, but you have to respect the fact that the market does. So even if you're trying to move him, you don't want to sell short on a guy like that. But I also really believe in building good relationships with your, your league mates and being in good leagues. Like I know I, I was listening to Trade Ad, Trade X, and I was or not Trade X, excuse me. Um, what is Andrew Hall's pods? I can't remember right now. What is Andrew Hall's pod? Dynasty Junkie, Dynasty Junkies, Hi. and Rocky <laughs> was on. Rocky was on talking to Andrew about um, having to do with uh, excuse me, I'm forgetting right now with max points. And I think that if uh, you yeah. have if you have a league with good league mates, you don't have to worry about max points because you're not having people that are tanking incorrectly and things like that. So I think. Building good relationships and having good league no, makes really important to trading. I, I don't want to get into this argument again. No, I know. This will take an hour if we talk about it. <laughs> but the point of it is that good league mates who are not – I, I can say assholes, right, Russ? Who are not assholes. 
Um, are anyway. It's in their best interest. <laughs> it's in their best interest to not start a, a, a legit lineup if they are not doing well, and it's not if they are um, have potential points. But anyway, we'll stop that. I don't get no, that. I know. I get it. Love you either way. All right. Well, that that's enough for your smart talk. We don't need that anyway. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the sad stuff. Let's talk about some news. I'll read it all, and then we'll. if there's anything worth talking about, we'll talk. There's definitely stuff worth talking about. Um, Isaiah Pacheco, concussion, might be missing this week, in which case CEH is, is hype again. We're, we're bringing it back to 2020, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, Trevor Lawrence shoulder injury, but no updates. Oh, Brock Purdy with a stinger. Oh man, hold on. I need to pull up what <laughs> MFL just like made my day today. I have to see where I have to remember where I pasted it. Um, Brock Purdy dealing with a stinger, not expected to linger. <laughs> like that person deserves a raise because it got our entire TA chat. Like we have dis- a Discord server for trade addicts where. You know, there's a general chat with everyone, and then there's the, you know, individual league chats set off to the side. You know, we had every every TA member singing the Cranberries. <laughs> <laughs> and then it. Rocky with the beautiful gif of in, in your head, in your head, because it got stuck in all of our heads. <laughs> tying it all together in a beautiful It was. I was proud of that. <laughs> Just turning turn them all into zombies. Yeah. Yep. Uh, with their tanks and their guns. All right. Um, so yeah, Brock Purdy with Stinger, but it seems like he's day to day. I'm sure he'll be fine. That's Stingers are a pain tolerance thing, in which case they just shoot you up before the game. Waddle and Addison both have ankle injuries, but no real. Uh, I remember seeing Addison was day to day. I feel like I'm just like I'm hoping this is one of those things where we find out like Waddle had an ankle injury the entire season, and this just explains all of it. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, so that's rough. Howell benched again, and this is crushing my soul and one of my, or like a couple of my playoffs teams. I had one team with Addison and Howell, which combined for a total of two points. And there goes my TA2 team, which was just, it was falling apart anyway. But like, I I wanted to believe I was going to win that league and it just, you know, uh, yeah, so... And and Rivera hasn't named a starter, so I mean, the Howell experience might be at an end. Shocker. Shut up, Rocky. <laughs> you were agreeing with me when I said he could be a thing. So don't, don't, don't. I, 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 I was coming around, but I never liked him coming out, and I didn't like him as an NFL prospect. Like, even at, even as he was performing for fantasy, I still kept saying he had NFL issues. Like, oh, he absolutely issues. had NFL issues. It was just fun, and I liked him. Yeah. Um, Tyrod replaced DeVito, and, D- and Dabble hasn't named a starter yet. I mean, this is more just like a fun thing. This was like when Minshew first took over in Jacksonville. Like, DeVito is just fun. It was, I mean, if you you're old enough and you liked basketball a couple of years ago, the Lynn Sanity thing in, in New York, like that's the, the effect of what this was though. And he did really, really well. And DeVito just happened to win a couple of games, which didn't mean much, but like, it's not that he was great or anything. It was just out of nowhere. And he fed into a perfect stereo, like DeVito, a perfect stereotype of our area and all of that stuff. But like, we're not expecting him to steal Daniel Jones's job, which he should probably shouldn't really. Well, he got paid too much anyway, but whatever. Not the point. And, and, and then the mother of all sadness, uh, TJ Hawkinson, torn ACL and MCL, out for the season. 
and timelines shows that he's probably going to be on the pup to start next year. But I'm not after what after this offseason coming into where I thought there was no way Purdy was going to be ready. I thought there was no way Javante was going to be ready. Like I'm not doubting anyone anymore. Like I'll see Hawkinson come back and just be like, no, I'll be ready. I'll be like, okay. <laughs> okay. It, I believe you. It's still uh, a dark day in the trade addicts, but so many Hawkinson shares, so many Hawkinson shares. So many Hawkinson trades this week in, in TA also. We'll get to that in a bit. Uh, Frank in the chat who a DMs me every day, every Tuesday now, which is just beautiful. He DMs <laughs> me the news, but still shows up to feed us more. Frank says that uh, they signed a QB off the practice squad, which is probably not a great sign for Trevor Lawrence. Ugh. It's fine. Let him rest. Let them, you know, they were, they were on a great streak and just like, what, five in a row they've lost. So just let them just lose out. Let him rest the rest of the season. He doesn't need to be there. But like, okay, so let's, we're going to, let's, like I'm trying, like, do we just go straight Hawkinson, talk him and then go over the trades or do we keep some order to this? Uh, Because I think that's the only thing really here that has dynasty, you know, impact. Like, yeah, I have a whole lot of Howell shares, if you bought Howell for when he was like a first and a second, it stings a little bit for this, but you got your points for most of the season. So you're not super, you know, broken up about it. You're not excited for the great Tarad DeVito debate. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was, I was busy drinking my water. I couldn't hear what you said. I think the quarterback that makes his own bed should be able to start the, the game for the Giants. The quarterback that's smart enough to have his mom still make his bed and <laughs> give him chicken cutlets should, should get the start. I'm just saying, I have a gigantic pile of laundry I have not folded that I would love my mom to show up and just start folding. Just saying. So, okay, let's let's talk TJ Hawkins. Like, why? 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 Why can't we have nice things? And Kelsey might as well be hurt. I know. <laughs> I mean, he's healthy, so that's great. But like, he's—I don't know what's going on with him. But he's getting old. Shut up, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't happen in week fourteen of a season. Like that—that's not when. That, I guess maybe that does. Maybe he's just old and tired. <laughs> Ugh, damn it! So many Kelsey shares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so here's the real question. It's the only question that really matters when it comes to this. Are, well, I guess there's two real questions. There's like the right now, and then there's the very right now. Let's let's take a step back and just do the regular right now. Does missing week 16, 17, 18, well, no, just 17 and 18, and maybe one through five or six of next season, does that affect Hawkinson's dynasty value to you at all? Like, are you changing? Is he changed in your rankings? Is he worth less to you? Like, and again, like, try and think of a team that isn't in the finals because that will—that's my next question. That's going to change everything. So let's pretend we're te- we're just a team that we just got booted from the semis. I know that so well. So let's put myself in that in that mindset. And you have Hawkinson on your team, or someone else has Hawkinson. Like, do you value him any differently today than you did two days ago? What day? I don't is think. It? When did he play? I don't know what days are anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Before he played. Before he got hurt. Yeah, they, they played on Sunday, right? 
Yeah. I don't know. Yes. When was Sunday? <laughs> they played Sunday. I got I got a DM like an hour ago from John Bosch being like, yo, it's Tuesday. And I'm like, so? And then I realized he DM'd in the Dynasty Wall Street chat, which we normally record on Tuesdays, and none of us remembered it was Tuesday. <laughs> so, yeah, days mean nothing right now. Uh, nothing. So, sorry, interrupted. Go, Hawkinson. I don't think it should, but I think there should still be consideration that with any injury, it's potential that it comes back. But if you're really looking at a total of maybe five weeks that really impacts a guy's scoring and you believe that you can with, you know, you can kind of work through those five weeks, I don't really think it should. But there's going to be arguments about all these young tight ends coming up. Oh, and let's say you have him and you're trying to sell him or something like that. The argument might be, oh, I don't need to really pay for him. I can just go get somebody else that's healthy right now. And, you know, he's going to grow into a bigger role. But I I thought going into the season that Hawkinson was like the ultimate bet where because of Addison and because of Jefferson and because of the fact when he came over from Detroit, how many targets he got in the red zone. And like people want to say, oh, it's just because of injury. No, it's because he's truly an option down there. That's what makes him so valuable because he finds ways to just get open as well. That I don't think that you should really be leaning out of this if you can get him on a discount. But you also have to keep in the back of your mind that if he gets hurt again, his value is going to definitely, definitely take a hit if it doesn't this time. Yeah, it doesn't change it for me. And I, I agree it shouldn't, and it doesn't for me. I, I'm i with you, Russ. Guys are coming, like, freaking running backs are coming back and performing, like, week one and stuff at this point. So, like, I, I'm not that worried about it. Um, I mean, obviously, it could be an issue at the very beginning of the year. I expect he might not be producing at tight end two levels, but by midseason next year, I would expect him to be a, like, top end tight end one, like at least like top five or six guy at worst. Uh, so t- the fact that it might mess up, and again, we're, we're talking about a team that is not in the, currently in the playoffs. The fact that it might mess up the first month of September, I don't really care. So uh, it does, it, it's definitely, I know you're going to get into this, but I, I definitely I have people trying to get me to sell Hawkinson very, very, very cheap because of it. I am not doing that even in leagues where I'm uh, contending. Yeah. Um, real quick, though, Kelsey is still a tight end one, just to put it out there, in scoring. Um, points per game, because he missed the first week, and Hawkinson didn't. Um, eight points total, Hawkinson is over Kelsey, but Kelsey's still uh, point seven, eight, point eight points per game more. So Kelsey's still holding strong. Um, even though, again, he's terrible and all of that stuff. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm with, yeah, like I'm not, it's the same thing with Joe Burrow. It's the same thing with Justin Herbert. It's the same thing with Mark Andrews, really. And he got hurt a while ago. Like Mark Andrews was in his later 20s, but who cares? Like he's a tight end. I still don't, I still think Travis Kelsey is going to be absolutely fine in the long run. Like I, unless he decides not to play. Um, and, and Frank saying in the chat, but who's Hawks QB going to be next year? I think he's shown it doesn't matter. Like, Dobbs was terrible. Hawk still did fine. Nick Mullins ain't great. Hawk is still fine. Like, sure, having Kirk Cousins, having good QB play is better, always, yes. But I don't don't think it's necessary for Hawk to have the greatest QB play. Honestly, bad QBs usually just mean more passes to the tight end and running back. So, I don't think it's out of the question that it's Cousins either. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. It I'm not saying be. that's I, a given, honestly, but it, it, it's up in the air for sure. But I just, I'm just saying, like, I don't know what other great quarterback are the Vikings going to go and get. They're, they're middle of the pack. They're probably not going to draft a real good one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're not in the in the place to draft. Like they they would have to. I'm. It's so funny. I, I can't look at the cities of teams and figure out who they are. Like I see. Like all right, look for the Vikings. Wait, no, those are towns. What towns? Minnesota. Wait, no, Minnesota's <laughs> where they are. I can't handle it. Right now, they're they're pick fifteen. Right now, the seven. Yeah, they're seven and eight. That's like they're not in prime QB spot. Yeah, but I mean, there's gonna be. I mean, like, think about it. Like, there were QBs going into teens. Justin Fields went at, like, 12, right? And I don't care what you think. That's still a great value. And that was just stupid how far he fell. One might even um, say as well that it it benefits Cousins to get back to Minnesota because then he can start working um, back with, like, their trainers as well as, as yeah. well as like, the surgery and things like that. There's, I think there's, it's, like, a benefit being with a team. I can't remember exactly how it works. It works with it. But be if he were to go like unsigned and then have the surgery, he'd have a like a much more difficult path of recovery, just mm-hmm. based on his access to different uh, staff. Yeah, and also there's the thing about coming back from injury in a familiar place with familiar people and all of that. But I mean, he's not. I mean, maybe he'll get like a one year prove it deal that he can still do it, which he seems to be the dude that'll bet on himself anyway. So. Yeah, rock and roll. Um, but yeah, I don't really think quarterback is part of my equation when it comes to Hawkinson. And just I need to say, Herms puts in here, pounds, table, screams. Elite guys shouldn't lose dynasty value because they're hurt. They'll come back eventually. And, and it's, again, not he's not missing a lot of games. Like Mark Andrews missed a decent amount of games. Burrow missed a lot of games. But he's young. It doesn't matter in the law, in the grand scheme of dynasty, and, and like especially if Hawkinson magically doesn't go on the pip to start the season. Pup, sorry, he's not getting you know performance uh, intervention. He he's going on the physically unable to perform list. Um, and, he, and he's only twenty six. It's not like if he was a tight end, it was like thirty two at tours ACL. That might be will you problem. leave Kelsey alone? Like- <laughs> And he's 34 anyway. Um, yeah, like so I, like lowering Hawks value is weird, but let's then move. I got offered Kelsey for Hawkinson straight up in a team that I have in the finals, and I rejected it. Mostly because I also need a wide receiver, so I was trying to see if whatever it's Zach. Um, if Zach had a wide receiver, I want also, but he's rebuilding a little bit so he has like a lot of prospects and then justin jefferson yeah and, and clearly i'm not getting justin jefferson especially from zach um so i I'll, it, it's not that i won't go back to that to think about it but like i right away i'm like that's not something i kind of want to do right now i and maybe that is a little because of my situation because i need more than one player so maybe i downgrade from hawk to get a tight end that i could you know Maybe Engram's a little too valuable right now because of how well he's scoring. But, like, maybe I jump back to, like, an Njoku and get a startable wide receiver in there also. Like, I'd probably try... Uh, yes, because Frank is ruining me and thinking that Kelsey's going to retire after the season. <laughs> um, but, so, so what... Are, hmm, are there any tight ends outside of Laporta 
that you would one for one. Would you one for one Laporta? Let's not even take him out, I guess. Are there any tight ends you would one for one Hawk right now if you have a team in the finals? Oh, yeah. I would Laporta, yes. But is still staying young and producing? Yes. Like, would you. What about? Hold on, let me pull up ADP. Kelsey is iffy for me because he because he hasn't been produced. Like he's not producing enough to take on all that age to me. Like just he's because not he's not scoring seven points per game over, he's only scoring two points per game over. So it's not really. Um, all right, so I pulled up ADP. Laporta is actually tight end one. Um, by a lot. Uh, this is one QB. Laporta has an ADP of 34. Hawkinson is T, uh, TE2 at 42. That's a big drop. But, okay, so Laporta, Kelsey, Kincaid, McBride, and then we're down to, like, Kittle, Pitts, Ferguson. Like, I don't think you're wanting Hawkinson for any of those guys. So I guess Laporta, Kelsey, Kincaid, or McBride are probably the only players – I would consider, I would do it for maybe Kittle plus a little bit, but his inconsistency scares me when I need him for one game. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm with you. I don't know. Yeah, I think, I don't, I don't think I would do it for Kelsey, but uh, McBride probably just because he's had a lot of, he's had quite a few boom games recently. Uh, not this past week, but um, Kincaid would be a little iffier for me, but probably would do that too. Um, ever since, hold on, let me, week 10, week nine, McBride, I don't remember exactly when Kyler came back, which I think was week 10, right? I think um, so. so let's, let's pretend Kyler came back in week 10 because my memory is shot and I don't remember anything. In 0.75 premium, McBride scores 27, 13, 18, 29, 28, 14. It was week 10, by the way, I looked it up. It's when Beautiful. you start scoring points. Yes. Because week nine was 7.4. So I'm glad we could leave that. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like McBride might be the real, might be it. And like I've always liked him and I've been slow to come around to McBride might be the, might be the real deal. But I think I'm there, especially assuming Arizona doesn't do anything weird with their number two overall pick. Hopefully they just take Marvin Harrison or an offensive lineman and do the smart thing. Oh, Cause then Marvin Harrison with, I'm not giving up on Rondell, put him in the slot and then McBride at tight end. I, I think him. you should Russ. I don't want to. <laughs> I, I think you know that I don't give up on players. I like until they retire. It's, you know, I can finally say Corey Davis isn't really going to happen. Cause he said, he's <laughs> Oh, you're, you're part of the Corey Davis uh, belief. The church of Corey Davis as well. I spent so many one ones on him. I don't have a choice. I'm a charter <laughs> member. Ugh. I think one of the benefits with McBride is that his targets, his just uh, quantity of targets yeah. is just so large that it helps you in, in every league, especially if you're looking at a premium. So it's not even like, well, he's only like scoring on like really long plays and is like, his uh, yards per target is just massive, which it is pretty, still pretty good. But like, I think it gives you a, a foundation, a base that you can really believe in for more than just this year. And the fact that he's playing Philly, he should just get darted up all all game. That he might end up being the top scorer of the week. So he he might be the guy that to to move for if you're in a championship final. Well, now hold on, I have to go check, find out who has McBride, and make sure it's not the person I'm playing against. 
All right, it's not a left off for that trade. Um, oh, and he has Debo. I might have to go overpay because um, I need a wide receiver, like I said. All right, so let's move on for a little bit because we're going to talk a lot about Hawkinson because there really are one, two, three trades that involve Hawkinson. So we're going to be talking about him plenty. But we're going to do the listener questions first because we only have two of them, which is a little weird. We've had a lot of questions lately, but not today. Get back on Twitter, people. What are you doing? You know, I wish I could have just taken today off from the holiday just because that's what I felt like all day. It was busy as heck. Um, so first listener question, at Tacit Assassin 13 I want to know, what now? The playoff arms race is down to two teams, assuming your league doesn't have a trade deadline, which is science D, it shouldn't. We're, the, uh, we're at the season's final waiver run. What are the moves we should be making? What are the things we should be looking for? Who are players to target? Um, I mean, Nubs, what, what's your deal right now for the teams that you don't have that aren't in the finals? Are you doing anything with them or are you just off season mode already? The the teams that aren't in the finals, I think that you should be looking for any way to consolidate players that you don't think have like a true difference making future in your lineup. I don't care. Even if it's like your wide receiver three or four, if they aren't guys that you think you can run with moving forward, I'm looking for players picks anything i can do to facelift my roster without actually having to move foundational pieces and actually um i did a show earlier today where we talked about uh players basically to target or players to kind of talk about and we had a big list of just guys that go check on in your leagues like kirk cousins even like injured guys like andrews or rogers maybe even keaton mitchell and then um we had like a conversation about what to do with Chase and uh, what, what kind of value Chase could bring if you moved him. So basically, I'm I'm looking to consolidate to make sure that I'm ahead of the curve for players that have or teams that, that find out later on they have to drop players because they have too many picks or, oh, I'm over roster with all these IR guys. So then you get the chance to maybe pick up some of their their drops and then um, you're just able to act a little bit more agile that way. But if not, I'm leaning the other way, and I'm I'm getting control as many players as I can going into the offseason. Like you can go either way on this because if you have a roster like a limit of like 30, but you have with IR maybe 40 players, gives you the opportunity to really see how the offseason plays out, and you don't have to get back down to that in most leagues. You don't have to get back down to that roster number until the start of the season. So you have all of that time to make deals, either to get more picks or once again consolidate later on. But for me, I'd rather do it earlier than not, especially with, with uh, recency bias a lot of the times. Usually some players have momentum, and you can kind of jump on that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, I, I, again, j- just looking for young guys that are still hanging out there in waivers. There's no reason not to just fill up your roster. And then obviously also going uh, trade-wise, if we're not talking just waivers, obviously going to get the guys like Hawk and Waddle and see if you can get a, a, a discount on them. Um, because teams are going for that title. Like I said, someone sent me like Adams and Njoku for Hawk and Waddle. I'm not doing that, but um, because I'm in a title game, but uh, stuff like that, trying, trying to get, take advantage of, like we always say that, that that is what is great about no trade deadline is that you can take advantage of these teams in the title games um, who are smelling that championship and, and try and get the, the hurt or injured players, um, you know, because of it. And can we talk to, talk about Ben in TA3, who after we did our trade, Rocky, um, I almost immediately get an offer 
from Ben, who usually his team his team name is number two because he kept coming in second place. I think he did three or four. Like I think it was at least three years in a row. It may have been four. Like he may have full on bills it. Um, he sent me Derek Henry and Joe Mixon for Jalen Waddle. <laughs> And I almost, I almost commented. I almost like gave him a really dude. I, <laughs> I just like, I got it. I'm in the, pl- I, Waddle's not scoring. Henry can throw touchdowns now. So like, I get the try, but sorry, man. No. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta try. I get going for the discount that that's too deep a discount. <laughs> too deep. Yeah. And so was mine. Like, like I said, it was Hawk and Waddle. I got it. And then they're sending me Adams as part of the, like, Adam just came up a one point four point game. Like, like, why am I, why am I even tr- having any confidence? Adams is going to help me in a title game anyway. Yeah, I mean, I don't have much to add to that because I am terrible when it comes to roster management when it's not trading. Like, I have rebuilding teams that have like eighteen players in the thirty two roster spot. Like, I don't keep my roster full. I don't churn the bottom of my roster. I don't do all those things you're supposed to do. Because that's just not what my brain does. I just look for trades and then don't refill my roster when I do my condensing moves like Nubs was talking about. Like, So like, I don't have any good advice, even though usually I always say do as I say, not as I do, because I don't always play this game right. Just it's more fun not to. Um, but one that's – you said well, all I, the right answers, though. Just one last piece, too. I like to convert yeah. any running back as well that I'm not, like, interested in to wide receiver as much as possible. Not yes. saying, not saying starting any starting wide receiver running back, but like even just this last week, I ended up moving Zamir white. I understand that he could be something next year, but I moved him for wicks mm-hmm. just because I wanted some more upside at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And I have good wide receivers on this team, but my favorite leagues I play in are basically one at each position and the rest are flex. So yes. you can really do anything you want. So why not have the most shots at wide receiver becoming like, you know, 15 to 20 point scores or 12 to 16 point scores, whatever it is, that is way more consistent than what we've seen out of Zamir any other week besides the last two. Exactly. You're just in, just building yourself up for me to just be like, I like that guy, which of course <laughs> I do anyway, but like you're just saying things that make me happy. Um, so, and is there any specific players, I guess, you know, just to finish up that last uh, question that either of you guys are looking to go scoop up? I know Rocky said, you know, the injured guys or the guys that were underproducing. But is there any, like, I think you, you named Wicks, right? Is that who you said you traded for? Like, yeah. I, I mean, I love the young Green Bay wide receiver, so I'm there for that also. But, like, is there anybody you're scooping off of waiver wires or anybody you're trying to get thrown into trades at the bottom of trades just to, like, Oh, you know, get get the exposure to them, and just in case, it's a good question. It's most likely going to be wide receivers that haven't popped yet. One of them that I I wasn't really high on Corey Davis. I I had a, <laughs> I, I always like Corey Davis. I I always did. It was kind of crazy, and I didn't think he was going to retire, but I think he kind of figured out before before the just season happen, started yeah. that on the Jets it's just not it's not a good situation, but. What, I would say one that I'm actually trading away because I, I, I'm just I'm thinking of young wide receivers that haven't popped. But uh, Jalen Hyatt, I just I don't believe in him. I I think if you have him, I would be moving him to kind of just re-roll because for me coming in, I thought it would be fun for a deep a deep threat, but he, he never really got off a of press well, and they're not even playing him that much. He's like the wide receiver four or five, and he's lucky to get one or two shots a game. So unless unless DJ comes in 
back in that starting quarterback and they revamp that offensive line and he starts throwing deep. I don't, I just don't see Hyatt getting enough opportunity where you're ever confident starting him. Like you're talking Kittle, the one week you need from Kittle. I don't, you're basically getting one random week from Hyatt and then you're just hoping for the next four weeks that he does something. Yeah. I mean, I'm there for that. I was never really into Hyatt in the first place. And then the landing spot on the Giants was like, well, okay, I guess at least he's the only dude that can do that. But like you said, the most important part, the QB can't hold the ball long enough for him to actually get down the field. Uh, so I'm, I'm absolutely there. I think I have my one just in case. Shit. Like, you know, when you're in 25 leagues, you want at least one of everyone just in case. Um, and then Frank jumping in with just the best answer ever. T Higgins remains his favorite. He's either a Bengal or a wide receiver one. Absolutely. That is truth. Except I can't take advantage of that because a, I have a lot of T Higgins and B, Everyone knows how I feel. It's no real secret. So I always get overcharged for tea. And sometimes I still pay it anyway. But, you know, I can't really sneak that by anybody. No, I would just say this. There's, I think I'm still wanting to buy Olave. I, I think so. oh, Olave I'm, in most cases is still underpriced. He's, I know Rocky does, is Rocky feels he's a strong two instead of, you know, the one, the upside guy. But like, He's having what feels like a crap season and still putting up like 14, 15 points a week with Derek Carr as his quarterback. Like, like any, any improvement of a guy that can throw the ball further than I can and Olave could be that guy. Of course, we need the situation to change and that's not always a given, but like, I'm, I'm absolutely with you on that one as well. Isn't it kind of funny too with like wide receiver twos and threes? They kind of, uh, get kind of jumbled up into some sort of mixture that is almost homogenous, but you can't really tell, but yep. you, there's a ton of fake ones in there that you can probably move that are overvalued. Like going into the off season, Jamison Williams was wide receiver 17 on keep trade cut. He never should have been wide receiver 17. So if you're able to, to sell whoever thinks that to a guy or, or a, a, a league manager guy or girl, excuse me, that um, like, for example, like DK Metcalf, He's been up and down all season. He was up and down last last season. And the big reason last season was because he wasn't getting enough red zone targets. Beginning of the season, he smashes. He 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 like already um fulfilled that number that he had la- the year prior mm-hmm. in the first like six weeks of the season. So it's like some people kind of forget about that. And he kind of underperformed. And then like what was it like three weeks ago? He turned it on, just had a massive game three against the Cowboys. Yeah. So it's there. And I think like if you can identify those players that are higher valued than they should be. And you can kind of move down, get something else and get a player on top. That's in that, that sort of wide receiver two, wide receiver three thought of as range. I would do that. Rock on. Let's move on to at Herms NFL capital letters. So excuse my shouting. Oh, snap. What up? Shout out, Tim. That That's his first line. <laughs> and in all caps, I felt the need to emphasize it. Um, I asked, by the way, you know, which, Oh, well, Zach did it in a later, he replied to his own tweet saying, uh, for Christmas, him and his sons got strep throat. Um, <laughs> so not, not great. Um, but he also gets to face off against Rocky in TA 11 finals. I think he said. So yes. there you go. And lose. One of my friends is going to win. That's all that matters. <laughs> um, and so he said, I asked, you know, how your finals went, how your Christmas was and all of that. He says, I got, uh, Herms said, I got knocked out of a few leagues, but I made my home league final. All that matters. Xmas was cool. I don't have a home league. The closest thing I have to a home league is now what we call Dynasty Awesome Sauce with my homies, which was like four people 
from my my home area and then just my friends from uh, from Twitter like Rocky's in it Casey Kasem won it the first year and just randomly called that called it that in in like on Twitter and I'm like well that's the new name of the league <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah so that's the closest thing I have a home league won it last year in the finals again I mean like no big deal or anything no big deal um uh, his question would be, how should we value Jordan Love moving forward? I'm sure Tim's going to have a fun time with that one. So have some fun, Tim. Yeah, being a Packer fan, I just don't believe in him. I just I, I don't think he's consistent enough to like be like the superstar that they need or like, you know, the leader that they need going forward as to be a really competitive football team. And I just don't think he's accurate enough where we saw him come out against the Bears and you know, he had all these touchdowns, all this, all these yards, but he only had like 132 air yards in the game because like 80 of those yards post air yards went to Aaron Jones on like a, like short passes that he took to the house. And he's had other games where he scored well. So like, you have to respect that. And he's probably not getting replaced. Like, so he's going to be a starter next year. And if he continues to score like this, I think he's like QB seven right now. You kind of have to like respect the point totals, but you have to kind of know at some point it could be over. Like he could pull a Sam Howell. I'm just kidding. But I think Sam Howell gets another look, but I think Sam Howell's QB eight on the season. So both of those guys are scoring way above their pay grade and you might, it might be worth just investing, but knowing that the investment could fail at any moment. Um, I pulled up points per game scoring for quarterbacks. Howell fell to 17, uh, oh. love up at 10. But they're also separated by 1.4 points per game. So it's not a very big it's, – it's a very big cluster, I should mm-hmm. say. Um, I mean, I'm a little less pessimistic than you are, which is a little weird for me on Jordan Love. Like, he has – he – oh, my, I can't believe this just came to – he's Andy Dalton. He's <laughs> That's good probably enough. fair. That's probably That's fair. the problem. He's good enough. He's better than I thought he was. Like, I was not ready for him to be even this good when he came in this season. Like, I was ready for worse. But he absolutely has proved he's he's a starter. He, he has absolutely played well enough. I'm curious what would happen if they brought in a veteran. Like, what if they brought in T. Higgins? What if they brought in even, like, an old, like, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins kind of guy, like, that dependable wide receiver. Because, like I said, but I said earlier, like, I love the young wide receiver core. Yeah. Uh, Christian Watson. But, like, the, you know, <laughs> I love Jaden Reed and Dontavian Wicks and the tight ends. Like, I'm a fan of, like, all of that. But, like, if they had that one guy that could be, like, the person for love to lean on, to learn a little bit from, because, like, QBs can learn from wide receivers. Like that's like, you know, when this is happening, I'm going to be here. That's where, that's what the wide receivers, like you, you, you don't just learn from your own position. Like you know, the quarterback doesn't just tell wide receivers what to do. Like, so like to have that would probably benefit him a lot, but like, that's really just out of the area of what really matters. Like he has going to, he's locked himself as a top 15 dynasty wider quarterback. Like he's, he's scored, he's wide, uh, I keep saying wide receiver. Cause all I want to do is talk about wide receivers. You know, he's scoring QB 10 points per game. He's young enough. We're getting a lot of very good quarterbacks coming in, which is why I'm even dropping him to 15 instead of just saying 12, because Caleb and may, and maybe even Daniels are probably going to come in as top 15 quarterbacks. Um, so like he's there, he's, 
I remember like at week 10, we're like, uh oh, he's on a little bit of a skid. Maybe he won't be the star. He's the starter next year. And one year of security is enough to keep us up, you know, have us keep him up there. So, like, man, he's, we have to treat him like a second, third round startup pick. And I don't know. I cannot do that. I can't. But I'll say this. Okay. I'll say third. I'll say third. Second was a little too overzealous of me. But like, he'll be one of those guys where it's like, all right, Dak went. All right, Tua went. All right you know, Fields and Lawrence. Now we play chicken to see who takes that next QB. And then that next QB will probably be love. It's like where Tua and Dak were at the beginning of like before the season. Like that's what startups were. Yeah. That strong QB first round. And it's like, how, how far down the second do we go? Oh, no one took a QB in the second. No, we're not making it through the third and like three Oh two. There goes Tua. like, you know, like that's where Jordan love feels like to me at this point. And I don't think he would – I don't think he's going to disappoint. Like, he'll he'll score like that, and maybe he'll do a little better. But, like, there's no – I don't think there's a world where he's a top-five quarterback. I don't think there's a world where he flames out. But he's Andy Dalton, which I could be unfortunate because, like, I think Andy Dalton helped coin the phrase QB purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually he's got rights. They 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 show him as the one that submitted. Oh yeah, he's like he's trademark with the thumbs up and everything. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't have much to add. You, I think you pretty much said it all. We rambled enough. Uh, uh, Yeah, between the two of you, I just I'm just looking at it. Yeah, I mean, he's got uh, you know ten of 20 plus point games at least in TA scoring. Um, he's he's a real like you said QB ten in scoring. Uh, right behind Patrick Mahomes this year, <laughs> which is wild. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think it's exactly what you said. He's never going to be elite, uh, but I think he's going to stick around a while. He's done enough, even from an NFL perspective, to, yeah. to I think uh, hang around a bit. And he's done enough fantasy wise to be startable. Uh, I don't know if, if he's someone that I'm going to be paying for just because of how I treat quarterback. And I feel like he might be a little too expensive given that he has done as well as he has. Um, and he's not old, so, uh, but, but yeah, I, if I have him, I'm holding on to him. I really like how Rocky plays quarterback because there's, I think that there are elite quarterbacks for sure. And I want to have them if I can, but there's so many times which quarterbacks are just overvalued or they cost too much for what they put out in terms of points. It just doesn't make sense. And you'll see some of like the worst teams in your league, hold on to the Mahomes is, or those types of quarterbacks when they need to just break him up for yep. four or five players or four or five assets and they'll never do it. And it just hurts them over time. Yep. Uh, it, I'm with you. But I also agree that it hurts to come to that decision. Like it, when you're staring at your team and you're just like, all right, I tried for a year and I can't do anything. I guess it's time for Mahomes to go. And like a little part rips a little, like your heart rips a little bit. Like it hurts. Like I've been there. It sucks. But yeah, like that, I, I get it. All right, so let's move on to Trade Addicts Trades. Trade Addicts Leagues are 12-team Superflex, PPR, tight end premium, 1.75 points per tight end reception, and 0.05 points for for return yardage except for TA1. And we have a TA1 trade. And by the way, all of these Hawkinson trades were made before the game, just to context them, because our first one is a Hawkinson trade. So this was... I believe you rock, right? You traded away Hawkinson on this one, I think. Yes. Are you? Did you make the finals in TA one? No. That's a shame. 
So there you go. You lost a game. I needed you to win, and I said that's it. You're not the one twelve, and you weren't. That's I've, I, I've not won a game since then. I went from twelve and zero to twelve and two by loss. That's what you get for messing with me. <laughs> Never, you don't screw with the commissioner. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Because he'll do absolutely nothing. You'll just lose on your own. Um, so the trade is Russell Wilson, Raheem Mostert, and Devontae Adams. Wow, that's like the competitor's smorgasbord right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Russell Wilson, Raheem Mostert, and Devontae Adams for TJ Hawkinson. And it's funny, this trade in the next show, I just wrote down thirds and fourths. Like, I didn't even bother writing the years down and everything. Like, uh, it's whatever. So Russell Wilson, Raheem Mostert, and Devontae Adams for Hawkinson and a couple of thirds and fourths between this year and next year. What do you think, Timmy? I mean, I I like the what um, Rocky's receiving, but also in like six months to a year, you could be like, I traded all that and got TJ Hawkinson. Where like basically you're looking back going, I, I almost gave up nothing. Because like, let's say Mostert gets replaced for some reason. I'm not a big Russ fan, but he is a quarterback. And you get Adams, who's been elite forever. But maybe, you know, six months to a year down the line, they don't look at all like they are. And you have Hawkinson, and you feel pretty good about it. For me, though, I still would take the package because I'm going to run with players that score elite numbers as much as possible until they don't. And I think that we're seeing that from Mostert, that I don't think he's getting replaced because he's been so good. And I still believe Adams is is Devontae Adams. It's just the rust part. I just... eh. But even with like Adams and, and Moser for Hawkinson, I'm probably still doing that for Adams on the Adams yeah. side. And this was offered to me, I think, pretty much as is. Uh, I also had, um, as we were saying, I was in the semis uh, after a bye trying to win a title. And uh, I, I, I've i been riding with just Jalen Hurts at quarterback for like half the season. I had Hurts and Watson in no third. Um, so I figured I'd try and add a, a, another legit quarterback uh, like you said, I was expecting more than than two points from Devonte Adams this week, and yeah. and Mostert Mostert was fine, uh, but yeah, it did it did it didn't work out as well as I hoped. Uh, a lot of that was because of other guys too. I also think I have Diggs on that team and Keenan Allen and other issues. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so uh, and Russ worked out too in the end actually. But mm-hmm. yeah, twenty six points. And mm-hmm. I figured I have I have a I have a crap load of Hawkinson shares, so yeah. it was like I can get rid of one of them to try and load up for a title here, and it just didn't work out. Yeah, uh, Russell Wilson, by the way, nineteen point seven zero seven points per game, which is technically QB twenty one. But there are one, two, three, four, five quarterbacks that have nineteen point seven points per game. Like that's how like. You have to go up to QB 15 before you hit 20 points per game. Like that, That's how close that glut of quarterbacks is. And, I mean, Russell Wilson, I get it. He's, how old, he's like in his lower 30s, mid 30s. He's 35, mid 30, exactly. He's still going to be starting. Like he's not going anywhere. So he's a, a great QB2 to have because he still has a decent ceiling. Regardless of how bad that team still seems to be, he's had a pretty good year. Um and I agree with Adams, of course. He did this last year also, where I don't remember if it was finals week or semifinals week where he just shat the bed and just ruined everything. Um, but, like, everything – I'm just going back and forth saying either Timmy or Nubs. Every time I, I'm just going to, like, alternate. Mm-hmm. Um, everything Nubs just said is absolutely right. Like, I don't – Mostert's not going away. He's good. And 
so like I'm cool hanging on to him. Devontae Adams is going to be Devontae Adams. He's really, really good. And it's not like he's ever relied on speed to do anything. He's just that good of a route runner. You know, the dude takes three steps and is wide open somehow in the end zone where there should be everyone on top of him. Um, and Russell Wilson would be a very dependable QB to have. So I absolutely get this. It pro- like, and if you didn't have 10,000 Hopkinson shares, I could see this hurting to do the trade, but I still think it's a good trade. And of course, it's a great trade if you're uh, Jim, who was, I think, knocked out either the week before. Yeah, I think, I think the week before. And so, just, like, uh, he was out. So, like, why not get Hawkinson, right? Like, uh, so it worked out perfectly for, well, it was a good trade for both. Yes. And just to add a little more context, like I said, I had no second quarterback and I had Kittle, by the way, and half Kittle. Yeah. Um, so it's not like I was going like with nothing at tight end by trading Hawkinson also. Uh, obviously not knowing he was going to get hurt, but uh, so it just fit game. perfectly. So it, it made a whole ton of sense. And it just, I lost anyway. <laughs> so speaking of trades that are going to end up losing people leagues, Trade Addicts 3, I traded away. Okay, so before I get into that, I, I say on this show every single week, I am terrible at making lineup decisions, which is why I hate having depth on my teams. I have so many starters on my TA3 team, and I hate it, and I got very lucky that I did not start T. Higgins or Chris Olave this week and wow. still won. I mean, that's just how good my team is. <laughs> um, <laughs> but blind luck. Um so I, I wanted to condense, and my quarterbacks were Baker and Tua. And I'm like, I love Tua. Baker is such a fun ride right now, but let's figure something out. So what I've been doing with my TA3 team is every week, I've just been going in MFL. You hit the player stats button. It just shows you who's you know scoring. And I go through the list of top scorers in the league and see who are on teams that are no longer competing. And Rocky had Jalen Hurts, who's very high on the list. And I'm like, all right, let's see what I can do. Um, So I sent Rocky Tua and DK Metcalf for Jalen Hurts. And he rejects it. And then sends me back (laughs) Jalen Hurts and Zeke Elliott for Tua, DK Metcalf, and a couple of thirds and fourths. And I almost, like, I almost rejected it and be like, no, too far. <laughs> I, but, like, I I'm just figure like, why not get the thirds and fourths? After that bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not going to be able to get them off there after the offseason anyway. So uh, it just would ensure the third and fourths I was going to throw in anyway. Uh, yeah, like, I, that wasn't going to stop me from doing it. Like, even, honestly, even if he didn't put Zeke in there, I probably That's what I figured. <laughs> if it's a 24 fourth a 25 third and fourth and it, i was just I, I would have taken it anyway because i want jalen hurts back on my team i feel like i had him in that league at some point um but like yeah having jalen hurts going into the finals feels nice and like i love tua and it's been so much fun this year but he never lived up to those first few weeks and this is the week where i need someone's and of course Tua's is going to outscore Hurts and DK is going to score three touchdowns again, which is why it's funny. I am the most anti-trade deadline and will absolutely fight people buying, you know, the fact that buying championships works, yet I still try it all the time anyway. (laughs) But this was like, I guess it was a me and Rocky trade. So, so Timmy, why don't you go first? Jalen Hurts and Zeke Elliott for Tua, DK Metcalf and and incidental thirds and fourths. I want to look at it from a startup 
uh, sort of perspective. That's how I like to first evaluate trades when it comes to really high level it's always players. The easiest way, right? <laughs> so like, there. like let's it, what hurts is your one hundred two, one hundred three, one hundred one somewhere in there. Yep. What are you trading the one hundred one in in a startup for? And is it? I'm not even sure where what ADP is right now for startups. If two is in the second round and DK is in like the third round. And you ask yourself, would you trade 101 for, you know, a second and a third round startup pick? So that, that would be where I would start. But the thing is, that's not how all leagues are, are truly run because you're not in a startup anymore. And it's about access to players. So for me, I actually like getting DK in this. But the question is, for me, I really don't trust Tua. I'm very afraid about injuries. And is this the best that we're going to see of Tua? What, let, let's say Tyreek gets injured. And then we've seen Waddle. Bite your injured, tongue. And he has... <laughs> and he has no receivers. Then what happens? So then you want to, you you want that premier score and hurts. So I can see it from both sides. But I, I'm probably going to lean into getting DK because I feel like he's a better, um, higher level asset than a replacement level player at that at that position. So I would probably take Tua and DK. And I love picks. So even though I think there's going to be a big shift when it comes to the rhetoric this offseason of. Oh, everyone needs depth. Depth is awesome. And uh, look at all look at all the stuff we did with all these late rookie picks last year. Rookie picks, late rookie picks are, are worth so much more. When in reality, they're probably going to miss just as much as they did years prior. But Good. I like taking those shots. So oh, it's fun. Absolutely. I'm going yeah. to lean Rocky's way because I love getting rid of Zeke on teams I'm not competing to. Oh, and uh, like I told you, Zeke measured zero in this. Like, yeah. Him. Like he, he literally he's going to be a roster clogger for me. Yeah, um, that's basically I, uh, why I'm Before I, I let you talk, I just because it helps the points he was trying to make. Um, I am in again, Sue, the smallest of smallest sample sizes. I'm in the super flex DLF mock, and Jalen Hurts went at the 103. Um, Tua went at the 110, and DK Metcalf went at the 403. Which probably, honestly, in an actual startup, the 403 probably isn't enough to move up to the from the 110 to the 103. Just to put that out there in the context you were saying, but you're right, they don't they don't match. But it's it's a good way to think about it. It's a, it's a good way to start to think about it. So, Rock, sorry, go ahead. They are they are also almost the exact ADPs on the Superflex ADP. Two two is at one eleven, and uh, DK is at four hundred three. Like the overall Superflex ADP. Did they publish uh, December's? Yes. Oh, then why the hell am I looking at that one QB? That was the, that's stupid. All right, there you go. <laughs> Must have just went up today. I don't know. But, yeah, it's just funny that it's almost exactly what you said anyway. Um, but, yeah, and uh, I, I painted this TA3 team for, like, years. I, I rebuild, and then I try and, and try and compete, and then I screw it up, and it, I, I end up middling, and then I rebuild again uh, ever since making the title game year one. And I'm kind of at the point where I, I – Went to try and compete this year, and it didn't work. I made it I to. Told I, I, I told you this was my year. Yeah, yeah. I got in as a six seed. Uh, I think I finished eight and six, but again, middling. And I liked getting younger, and this is a perfect kind of thing for me too, because I'm, I'm trading down from quarterback, which I like to do. And but I'm also still staying young and uh, getting, you know, getting to who I like a little more than I think you do, um, Nubs. So I just. And I like getting DK here too. I don't have a lot of DK shares, but obviously I, I like him as a player. Uh, and I need to get younger. I, I think the only other significant young guy I have, I have well now two. Um, Kyler is still young, and uh, Devonta Smith I think is the other guy I have. So I like getting I mean, younger. 
I'm sorry. No, you should give me him. No, uh, <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you Devonte Adams, Russ. I'm I think good. I have him on that team. Um, <laughs> we we know he has him in TA one. So yeah. So I I, I like I could use another wide receiver. I, I need more depth. I need more youth. And I just lost this past week. To, so somehow I won the first week, even though I don't like this team at all. Uh, so. Uh, it made a lot of sense to kind of break it down and uh, get me another piece going forward. Oh, do you want to let everyone know who you lost to? Um. Oh, yeah, it was you. Yes. It was me. <laughs> it was close for a bit, but then you pulled away with CMC at the end. So. Oh, I don't I don't look at scores, yeah. especially in the playoffs. Well, I, I look going into Monday, so, yeah. <laughs> I just I, – now I, I – after realizing I left Keenan in there, I made sure to check every freaking day there was yeah. football. <laughs> Ugh. But yeah, like I, I saw, like I, I knew I needed to condense some stuff. And I, when I saw Jalen Hurts and I saw it was Rocky, and I'm like, I think he takes this. The only thing that would hold him back is Hurts' love. And, yeah. you know, we're both there. And I felt like it was a good offer. And I know Rocky likes tearing down. And I know Rocky is. And I like okay Tua. On DK. Yeah. And you like Tua. So I'm like, oh, this will probably get done. I didn't send it like usually I'll do that a lot. Like I won't just send one offer. I was I was waiting for this one to see <laughs> if I had to send more. And then clearly I was not sending Waddle for Henry and Joe Mixon. Um but yeah, I thought it was a good trade. I thought it was fun. Yeah. Um so this that happens, you know, earlier this evening. Um, but let's go to before this past week. Uh Tyreek Hill for what ended up being well, it was Tyreek Hill for my first, even though this wasn't me. Someone else had my first. So it's the 111 or 112 and a 25 second. So Tyreek Hill for either the 111 or 112 and a 25 second. Um, this is another one of those times where buying a championship doesn't work because that person who traded for Tyreek lost. Um, <laughs> I just like pointing it out because it just ruins arguments because how often it yes, doesn't work out. Buying a championship ruins leagues, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> um Tyreek Hill, it's funny. Before the season, Tyreek Hill said he's going to play through the 25 season and then retire, and I am holding him to that. So, like, getting Tyreek Hill for the 110-111 is just, like, beautiful to me. But I need to talk about, before we start going, and I I don't do real gambling because I'm terrible at it and I would do it too much. Um, But I have a friend who does, and he had this huge parlay of all of these, like, five, six things that needed to happen. He hit five of them, and the sixth thing was Tyreek Hill getting a hundred yards. He'll finish with ninety nine. Oh my god! Nine, I saw that nine for ninety nine. He lost out on a lot of money because of that yard. I messed around on like a five dollar one on on underdog, and it was I needed three and a half. I went the over three and a half yards receiving for Cream Hunt, and he didn't get it. <laughs> I, I don't know if this is real, but my son showed me a TikTok where this guy picked 14 players for anytime touchdowns. Supposedly it hit. He bet oh, $5 to win like 400000 Yeah, yeah. That's, I saw it also, so that might yeah. be real. Yeah. Um, so let's go back to the trade, though. Tyreek for a very, very late first and uh, 25 second. I am. I'll chime in because it's from me real quick. It, I'm doing that all day. I'm sending if I'm competing for a title. That's my. Or well, I guess it wasn't there first, but it's essentially the same as there first. It's a um, late first. Yeah, uh, I'm easily giving up a late first to to try and win. Like, especially, I mean, Tyreek 
uh, I don't know if it's even realistic now, but he was on pace for 2000 yards. So uh, I I'm doing it all day. I mean, like he, he wasn't amazing this week and he still went nine for 99. Uh, he hasn't been pulling a digs on us. So besides her getting hurt that one game. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm doing that all day. If I, if I can have like the top wide receiver in the league for, for one late first and I'm going into a title or, or even a semis game, uh, I'm doing that easily. 179.5 yards per game in the next two games. And by the way, I do realize I said one late first. I do realize the second is there, but I could care less about 25 yeah, seconds. Yeah, 25 seconds. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, the question, words, I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm trying to talk too fast and it's failing miserably. So what if you're not in the playoffs? What if your team is, I, again, I don't remember who these two teams are, so it's not like I'm speaking specifically if whoever's team this is is listening. Um what if your team is, let's say, like, let's say this was your team, Rocky, and you're like very eh on the future of your team. Would you sell Tyreek for the 111 or 112 in a 25 second just to push yourself into that retooling mode? I don't think so. I think if I were going to do it, I'd want to sell him for something like DK Metcalf plus a little bit. Or, I, I want to get a player back. Like, I want to. I don't think I'd want to get a 111 or 112 plus 20. That could be nothing. Like, we love. It could even be a boat. Yeah. I, I mean, you can trade the 111 or 112 for something else. But if you make that pick, that could be, that could be, you end up with crap. So, um, and I don't know if I trade that pick, then I'm, I'm getting the, the value of Tyreek Hill. So I, I think, uh, points wise anyway. So I think I would rather just keep Tyreek, um, or, trade him for like i said a player maybe plus a pick or something like tear down get something another wide receiver plus a second or something like that timmy 99.9 percent of teams i'm taking tyree kill here easily running away even if i'm rebuilding the only time i'm not is if i have the 111 112 from this trade and i know i can flip it for a future first that i can try to play the lottery that it ends up in the top three it's the only way i'm making this trade i'm moving away from tyree kill because even if i'm rebuilding I can just wait for the season to start next season, trade him for a wide receiver plus, like Rocky saying, maybe even two young wide receivers, um, one that I feel very confident on, one that I feel that has high upside and try to make two wide receivers, wide receivers out of one. Now, I made a trade earlier in the season, like right as the season started, I traded Tank Della first and Sky Moore for Tyree Kill. Had me questioning my sanity when Tank Dell was going off, but I still had Tyree Kill. Can't even be mad yep. about it. Yeah, I love that. That's always what we always say whenever we talk about trading for a stud. Now, whether you think Tyreek Hill is one or not, but like this is more like along the Justin Jeffersons or Patrick Mahomes. It's like, yes, you have to trade away a lot and a lot of good things. But like you don't often look at your roster and be like, man, I'm really sad Justin Jefferson's on my team. Yeah. I can like, never even Tyreek Hill. Having he's there. Like, yeah. So I, like I'm with like I'm with you guys on this one. Like this feels like it needs to be more. Like, but like honestly. Like, yes, ideally you don't want to, tra- like, I'm going to call Tyreek Hill a stud because he's playing like one and he has since, you know, halfway through his rookie season. Um, I want, don't want to trade studs away for picks. I don't care that he's however old he is now. He still is, you know, doing what he's doing. So like, ideally I would be in the Rocky situation where saying like, give me DK plus or give me something like that. But like, this doesn't have to be that much earlier for me to feel better about it. Like, cause at least from where we sit right now, Superflex first round picks, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Marvin Harrison Jr., um, Jaden Daniels, 
Malik Neighbors, Brock Bowers. That's like a lock six. And, and, and there's still a lot of very good wide receivers and maybe a one or two quarterbacks that could sneak in there. So, like, we're looking at another year of 2020 or 2021 where you're going to feel good at the 108, 109. So, like, again, if we're saying that that, well, not top tier, but like tier of locks is that that ends at the six. If you tell me it's the 107 and a 25 second, I'd probably feel okay selling Hill for that, for that first lotto ticket, first round pick. And maybe that's four picks difference. And in the first round, each pick does, it's a decent amount of value. So I don't want to act like that's nothing, but it's not that far away. But like just hearing it's the 111, 112 makes you feel like, uh, that's Tyreek. I think something else too is depending, it depends on the class, but in a vacuum, like the 101, 102, 103, and maybe 104 are worth like in generic first terms, two first plus or close to it. And then mm-hmm. you have like five, six, seven is worth like a first, like one and a half. So maybe like a first and a second and a third, something like that. Where then nine, 10, 11, 12 is like worth a first and maybe a third, like just in a vacuum in terms of people trading in or whatever we're talking about. Because the, remember when you could trade future picks and they would be considered like a, a, a one round uh, discount? So like yeah, you're trading a second for a future first. Yeah. I miss those days, man. So easy. like, it kind of shifts a little bit. So even if you think about that, if you're trading for 107, you're basically trading Tyreek for a first and a second and a second at least in terms of value in that that sense. But I think also it could matter as to what positions you need to fill if you're doing that because let's say you're already set at two quarterbacks and potentially you're eyeing up the fact that another quarterback might fall. Maybe you take the risk so you can sell them later. But I don't know. If you're selling a first and Tyreek for just a first and a second that isn't like top four, top five, I just feel like you come back next season having Tyreek Hill on your roster and you just feel like you stole him no matter what because he's on your roster. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to Mark Andrews and a 25-second for TJ Hawkinson. Again, before the injury, which that sucks. (laughs) But, like, especially, like, this feels fine. Like, again... You had a, you got a, you got some points out of Hawkinson, and now you're in a bit of a crappy situation. But you know, trying to take that out of it, like getting Hawkinson for Andrews and a 25 second, felt probably felt really good at the time with the way Hawkinson was scoring. And if you're not competing, which of course the real answer is, even if you're not competing, you still want Hawkinson on your team. But to be able to get Andrews plus probably felt great also. So I really like this trade. I think. Of course, it sucks a little bit now knowing that Hawkinson is out for a bit, but like to me, this felt like a good trade. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think it's basically Hawkinson is kind of Andrews at this point. So, um, so and Andrews is uh, hurt, so you got to pay a little extra. Uh, also, a couple years older. So, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. I think it's totally fair. Totally makes sense from a playoff, non-playoff team standpoint. Um, yeah, I think I would do it if I was either side, like, you know, obviously that's a team that was in the playoffs and one that wasn't. So I think I would do it from either side. I don't really have a strong preference. What about you? I like the idea that if you're in the playoffs, you go get Hawk for this, but I'm, I'm more or less the one that wants to collect the tax because if we're saying Andrews is two years older or whatever than Hawkinson, it might be more, which is just throwing them. I believe it is. It is too. Yeah. So I don't really think that by the time they're they're past their peak that we're really going to even remember that this trade happened. 
and you have whatever is on top so you can make other additional moves because i always want the ammo and having a stud you're getting a stud either way so give me the stud with more ammo yeah i get it, it but it, yeah it's good enough so let's let's move on to james cook for mark andrews happened in trade addicts four those were all ta3 rock on ta3 it's been a while since we pulled something like that um like James Cook, man, like I don't know how to feel about this. Since week 11, James Cook is the running back three in points per game. Like that's – and that's coming off of a five-point game this week. <laughs> like he was scoring that well that he scored five points and he's still the RB3 since week 11. Like it seems like ever since they switched OCs, like he's the real deal but I still choose Andrews here because Cook is a running back on a team that usually doesn't use a running back and who knows what their offense is going to be next season. Talk, you're the guest. <laughs> I know, I was waiting. I was, I, I'm, I was trying to be, I'm trying to be polite. I agree, I like Andrews. I'm not, I'm not a Cook fan. I can't argue with what he's been doing. Maybe the OC was the big thing, but he's also been fumbling a lot too. So my concern is, that that puts him in the doghouse at some point if it costs it becomes costly or if it's on a national stage and you get a lot of rhetoric behind it. So I'm definitely Andrews in this one. I think I agree with you both um, that it's Andrews. I do think though that that Cook is is pretty underrated, and I was a guy that did not love Cook coming out. Uh, but I mean, he's he's had a, he's been very solid. All, really, the entire like Russ said, he's been particularly better the last few weeks because he you know he, he's been. 19 point game 16 25 36 um but even earlier in the year he was producing double digits most weeks and especially i guess this is i mean this is part of the reason for him producing is he's been getting really really solid volume even just in the running game yeah. like the last two weeks especially he's got 20 and 25 but before that 10 17 16 12 um yeah. plus the, what he does there. in the passing game so um I think he's a bit underrated right now, actually, but I think I would still take Andrews for all the reasons you said, just longevity and, you know, he's a very high-end player himself. So it's just that he's hurt. So so let's move on to TA8 where someone, you can say they bought their way into the championship game or you can say they traded for a lot of really good players and it only mattered because Russ started Keenan Allen. It depends how you <laughs> want to think about it. <laughs> Um, so trade addicts eight. This is a this is a big one. Lamar Jackson, Kyron Williams, Brandon Ayuk, and TJ Hawkinson for Joe Burrow, J.K. Dobbins, Jamar Chase, and Dalton Kincaid. Like, I'll read that again. Lamar Jackson, Kyron Williams, Brandon Ayuk, and TJ Hawkinson for Joe Burrow. You could probably just throw out J.K. Dobbins and all of this. Jamar Chase and Dalton Kincaid. I is anybody ready to talk on this? Does anyone? I want the um, active player side. Uh, even if I'm not competing, I'm fine with that side. I just I think Lamar and Burrow are close. Uh, you're getting the extra player. Kyron is still. I mean, he's a running back, but he is also still only in his second second year in the league. I believe right, so. Correct. Yeah. Uh Ayuk is another young guy who's looked very good. Not Jamar Chase good. Um, but but like I'm not sure where he falls exactly, but it's somewhere like high end wide receiver two, I'm assuming. And 
you know I love Hawk, and I'll take Hawk over Kincaid all day. So, um, you're like you said, you're getting an extra player. You're getting and obviously if you're competing, you're getting points now. But even if you're not, I don't think it's that big of a drop off. Even though you got Chase and Burrow in there, like I, I don't know that I prefer. I, I'm not sure where their ADPs are right now. I might prefer Lamar over Burrow. So, um, so yeah, I, I want the players. I want the active players then. Uh, Lamar QB five, Burrow QB seven. They're th- three picks apart in ADP. Like uh, the first thing I did was cross them out. So, but uh, Nubs go. I'm 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 on the same side now. I understand that there may be less peak Lamar weeks due to the fact he just doesn't run as much anymore and he's not as effective scoring touchdowns. So we have to accept that, but. We have a dead asset in J.K. Dobbins unless you really feel like he can come back and like give you a couple weeks. So Kyron would really have to bust in this scenario. We actually talked about Chase uh, earlier today on my pod, and my thought process is that, yeah, he's finished as wide receiver 5, 12, and 9 in his first three seasons, but like he's had a lot of crappy weeks. I understand he's playing with a backup quarterback, but he's, he's basically you're playing for his, his big week where if you look at like Kyron giving you like 16, close to 16 a game and things like that, I think that that makes sure the whole level of your roster elevated and I'm not a Kincaid guy. So unless like Gabe Davis leaves this off season, I don't think that he's going to produce on a week to week basis like Hawkinson is. So I think you just have upgraded multiple positions with uh, that upper side. Yeah. So I'm going to go back to, well, I'm going to play in to the idea that at least emotionally stacks raise value. I've read enough or heard enough that in Dynasty, they don't matter. They're good for like DFS stuff and playing, you know, to lean into high scoring games. But like a Burrow Chase stack has a certain feeling to it, you know. But even still, let's cross out the quarterbacks. And if I saw just the, you know, Chase and Kincaid for Kyron, Ayuk, and Hawkinson, I would get it, and I would be absolutely fine with it. Because I'm not super high in Kincaid. Like, he's good. I get it. I I am not in that he's putting up 25 points per game kind of thing where he had that stretch. Um, So, like, yeah, you're putting a lot of these, like, Kyron and Ayuk, isn't enough for chase. So you have to take some of that Hawkinson value in there also, which evens them out. Like I think value wise, this is even, which I love that this happened in the playoffs to show yet again, that no one's ripping anybody off just because someone's competing and someone isn't. But I do think I lean the, the active players, but like, I don't hate anybody in any of this because I do think the value is fine. And you do get that little bump for that that stack, even though it may mean nothing in real life. But it does mean something. It's like the difference between the 112 and the 201. Honestly, <laughs> it's one pick, but value-wise, there's a difference. <laughs> like, so that's how I feel. Like, so again, like I like every single player in this trade. So like it just sure. Sure. Just Kincaid a little less. Yeah, it's a fun one. Yeah, really, really was. Like I saw it, I'm <laughs> like, oh. Well, okay, cool. I'm going to lose, but that's what to look at. Um, and then I lost for other reasons. And then Trade Addicts 9, our last trade, uh, A.J. Brown and a mid-second, I was too lazy to look up what it was, for Jameer Gibbs 
And at the time, it was just a playoff first, but it now turns out to be the 110. So I'm going to say the 110 anyway. So AJ Brown and a mid second for Jameer Gibbs and the 110. I will say, if it matters at all, the play, the team getting AJ Brown is in the finals. Because I believe this happened after the games this weekend. I can't remember anymore. All I know is Bob updated his trade bait. Jameer Gibbs was there. And I'm like, I am a, and I am just like my first full tank year. So like I got the one-on-one and all of that stuff. So I'm like, let me get AJ Brown off this team. I get it, but he he's young enough, but still, so what? Let me get AJ Brown off. And Jameer Gibbs is young and doing really well. So hopefully if I can make that push this year, getting Caleb and whatever other first round picks that will absolutely hit because I'm making them. Um, and then I'll have that running back to go. Um, so that that's why I, I I offered this and he accepted as is, which I wasn't sure if he would give up the first for it. But I sent AJ Brown in the mid-second for Gibbs in the first and the 110. It felt fine to me, either side, but it hurt to lose AJ Brown, even though I didn't he didn't really fit where my team was. I think I like I'm sorry, did you want to go? Go ahead. Okay. I think I like the Gibbs in the 110. Um Gibbs, I mean, Gibbs, since he was out for a couple weeks, I was just looking at it. And then since he came back, he's been the RB3 and averaging 21 points a game in PPR. Uh, he He's probably the better guy to have if you're in the playoffs. Um, you mentioned that the, I think the AJ Brown guy was in the playoffs, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, so, and you get the first round pick on top of it. So I, I know AJ Brown's going to hang around longer, but it's not like, you know, we're talking about rookie running back. So, Barring major injury, uh, we're going to have Jameer Gibbs around for a little while, too. And I, I think we all kind of feel like maybe pass-catching running backs who, who don't get 20, 25 carries a game are going to last a little bit longer anyway. So I think I would rather take the first and Gibbs, and I think it helps definitely short-term, and I don't think it's bad long-term. It goes against all my principles of moving running backs for wide receivers, but I'm on this side too. I agree. <laughs> I just, I think we've probably seen the best that we're going to see of AJ Brown and it was really good this year, but it seems that Phil's offense is, unless it evolves, it's kind of starting to be figured out a little bit by the NFL because they, they do so much from shotgun that a lot of linebackers aren't even bite, biting on play action anymore. So they're just dropping if, if the running back doesn't get the ball, which really closes up a lot of lanes. So I think there could be possibilities where we have issues with, just massive star production from AJ, AJ Brown. And I think, like you said, the, the receiving running backs that don't get all the wear and tear is huge. And you're upgrading a pick, even if it's by seven spots, seven spots to move up seven spots during the draft is a lot more than, yeah. than just basically swapping players that are of equal value right now. And if I could take like 30 seconds, I agree with you hundred percent about no trade deadline. And I think a lot of it comes from fear of other players getting ripped off. But once again, that goes to the quality of leagues that you're in and the quality of players that you play with. Because I had those same fears because a lot of it was from my home leagues, especially from redraft, where we seem to have this one guy that would only trade with this one other guy and he would win titles and redraft that way, or he would be the only one this guy would trade with and he would just rip them off every time. But the better and more quality leagues that you are in, the less you have to worry about that because everyone checks each other. There's no way people are people are getting one over the trades have to be even, or they're even paying a tax because of the fact that we now really understand the contender tax and it helps everybody, especially rebuilders. There's no reason there should ever be a trade deadline. Yes. And I've been, uh, I, I, in the past, like five years ago was a trade deadline before the playoffs guy. And I, 
I, I bought into the whole, you know, you're going to buy a title. It sucks. And and it's funny too, because I, I may, I think when I got into TA3, I still felt that way. And then Dustin yep. went and bought a title on me. But <laughs> when I faced him in the title game, uh, I made like no trades that week and he made like four. Uh, but anyway, I definitely came around. And I think a lot, a lot of it is part of that, that I've been in, you know, a bunch of TA leagues now, a bunch of leagues I run um, that are, uh, online leagues with like you know people I don't quote unquote know but um, know the game so like it, they're good people they're good players so it, it, I've come around but uh, I, I definitely hear what you're saying and like and like Russ has said that so many times so many times it does not work like I mentioned the the, the TA three thing it did work but like it, it happens does work every once in a while but... yes and sometimes it does but some yeah there's I would say more often than not it does not work it does not work and it's all about helping the the, the teams that need to rebuild it yes it helps does. those teams those teams more they're they're, they're, they the they're mostly ripping off the teams that are trying to get points yes <laughs> last year I traded. Uh, Zeke uh, Zeke Elliott for Derrick Henry because Derrick Henry didn't play the championship week and I got knocked out in the semis to the guy mm-hmm. I actually lost to. So I traded basically a dead Zeke for Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry obviously didn't have the best season, but I definitely got the more valuable player. Yes. Mm-hmm. And while technically this is the end of our show sheet, we have Frank in our chat asking us a start-sit question, which we don't normally do, but a, I love Frank. B, he's a right. patron, so that's what we're going to do. Um, so we need to sit two of these players. Brees Hall at Cleveland. Garrett Wilson at Cleveland. Joe Mixon at Kansas City. Uh, I'm guessing Kenneth Walker versus Pitt. Javante Williams versus the Chargers. And CEH versus the Bengals. Assuming no Pacheco. I think I'm sitting the last two. I think I'm sitting Javante and CEH. And he he confirms Ken Walker. I don't know who else it could have been, but like he just said Walker and nothing was coming to my mind right away. Uh, so so Timmy is saying you're sitting Javante and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think Javante might be the easy sit out of all of this. I am worried starting both Jets at Cleveland. Like that, that, that offense so versus good. good defense, yeah. Like I have more faith in Brees Hall dump offs than I do a route maturing for Wilson. Yeah. And he even says like right away, he's like, am I really sitting Garrett Wilson? I mean, if you sat him, you know, not this past week, but the week before you made a great decision, you know, uh, sitting wide receivers or quarterbacks against Cleveland isn't a far-fetched idea, especially when it's that offensive line and Trevor Simeon throwing the ball. Cause Zach Wilson already ruled out and it's not like Zach Wilson is all, that much of an upgrade from Trevor Simeon, anyway. Yeah. Um, if he that said, I think I think it might be the last two. I it's just I can't trust Ceh in, in a title game. I'm sorry, whether Pacheco's playing or not. It's not like the the KC offense has been the KC offense either. So it doesn't like he's going to get touchdowns necessarily. Uh, and Frank says I only had Clyde because he's alone. I get that thinking. Uh, I just I would have trouble actually unless I have no other better option and I, I would consider some of those better options. So I'd probably roll with the Jets, but it would scare the hell out of me. Um, and then yeah, I think Walker. I mean, to me, Javante is a little tempting because the Chargers' defense is really bad. Um, but I'd probably go with Mixon. Okay, all right. Well, hopefully that helps you, Frank. And clearly, as always, 
if you win, you're welcome. If you lose, it's your fault. It was your lineup, and you said it, not us. <laughs> exactly. um, but that is now officially the end of the show, and it's bedtime. It is so bedtime. But before we head out, Timmy, remind everyone who you are, what you do, and where they can find what you do. Timmy at Nubs, double N, double Bs, um, JWB underscore FF on Twitter. Follow our group. All of our, the pin tweets can have all of our um, ats for everyone that uh, participates or creates content at JWB. Follow us on YouTube. Join the the Discord if you have any interest uh, getting questions answered and having just good discussion. All right. And our stuff, patreon.com slash tradeaddictspod. You can hang out with us while we record. Ask us, make us ask answer questions on the show because we are, we're here for you. That's what we do. Um, and you can see Rocky's 18 uh, year old's style facial hair. Um, and also we have our awesome Discord chat, the Cool Kids Club. Uh, but most importantly, fantasycares.org. Right now we have a campaign going. Fantasycares.org slash coats for kids. Your $50 donation will get you a ridiculously sweet beanie and scarf combination. It says Fantasy Cares on it. It has the fishbowl logo on it. I would put it on right now, but I mean, you'd have to patreon.com slash trade addicts to go see it. Hold on, I'm going to put the hat on because I at least have that right next to me. Oh, that's a nice hat. Has a little pom pom on the top. Nice and warm. It's too warm. That's like, I, I, I try and like wear it for the live streams we were doing. And then it's like six seconds in. I'm like, all right, too warm now. I'm inside. <laughs> uh, but uh, like, uh, as always, anything anyone could ever donate is greatly appreciated. And even if you can't, a retweet, a like, and anything um, is just all like any help whatsoever is just always insanely appreciated. And I am out of the ability to use words. So I'm going to use the words. Good night, everybody. Good night, Russ. Thank, Thank you, you for listening to the Great Attic Podcast. A proud member in the Dicey Attic Podcast Network. Please follow your hosts at Dynasty Haha and at Dynasty FF Attic. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We will catch you next time on the Trade Attic Podcast. Poopy Pan. That is the best. <laughs> yeah.